0: Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
1: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
2: It's hour two of Fantasy Sports today. Craig and Joe taking you up until 2 o'clock Eastern as we dive into some of the news and notes in the NFL it's a Wednesday, so we had some waiver wire Wednesday. We also play, is the wrong team favored in the NFL? Some trust or bust as well. Fantasy Sports Today continues right now.
0: Fantasy Sports Today.
2: And welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizapia, updating you on everything going on in the NFL. Thanks so much for listening. Also, we talked some college football, of course, here on the program. And those of you who are listening online, appreciate your participation. We have Sean Guastamachia producing this show. We talked about the quick trade that the Seattle Seahawks made. Uh, They're bringing back Luke Wilson to the fold, who we saw a lot of on uh, Hard Knocks of the Oakland Raiders. He's Canadian back in in Seattle. Uh, Doug Peterson also says Alshon Jeffrey is going to play tomorrow night against the Packers. So those of you who have him as potentially a wide receiver three, you can end up starting him there. And it looks like Deshaun Jackson is going to be out for Philadelphia Joe and you know, this is going to be a fun game to watch, I think, tomorrow night. I think we're going to get a rare good game on Thursday night. I think there uh, could be some points scored in this one, but as we've been saying, it's really hard to determine what the Packers' offense is going to look like. I would think that they could score four touchdowns in a game, but they refuse to try.
3: I'm trying to remember. When's the last time a team played on Thursday night twice in the first four weeks of a season? Cause that's what Green Bay is doing. Never. <laughs> right? I, I mean, I don't remember. Yeah, You know, that first one that people could say, well, it doesn't really count because they could have prepared for, you know, preseason coming out of preseason, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. It's still a Thursday night game. It's still out of the normal schedule, but, that's kind of bizarre, isn't it? It I is. Don't
2: I, don't, I don't, I've never remembered. Did
3: you even think about that? Like, I feel like, I no, really I, didn't, I f- completely forgot a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Isn't that kind of weird? I mean, one month into the season, they played not one, but two Thursday night games. Now this one's at home, at least for them, but still, uh, yeah, you would think that tomorrow night, this is actually gonna be a decent game. Um, I'll tell you what, the Packers defense is not a joke. It was not a fluke that first week. They have played much better and there's a ton of coach beat going on right now. And everybody said, don't believe the coach beat last week about Jamal Williams, but Jamal Williams had more carries than Aaron Jones. We can argue about what that means, if anything, but this week's coach speak is, or at least quarterback to coach speak, is we need to get Devontae Adams the ball more and get him more looks. So I imagine there's going to be another gross compensation over to that side for Adams, which means I guess if you're an MVS or Allison owner, you should be a little worried. Now, MVS so far, Two rounds for him, one round for Allison as the season goes on. But I'm still very, very concerned about this offense supporting two wide receivers in fantasy on a weekly basis. I, I always thought it would be Adams so far. It's really been it's MVS pretty much or you know that one-off Allison game. So if you're an Adams owner, you keep running him out there. But I'll ask you, Craig, on the other side of this game for the Eagles with Jackson out, I know Jeffrey's going to play. Do you still think that Aguilar could be a thing now that Jeffrey's back in there?
2: not not so much but i do think this is the week that you'll see Adams do well and i think you'll see the packers throw the ball very well because the the philly uh pass defense is bad, bad. Yeah, so so i i think that the opportunity will be there and then there'll be some overvaluing on what happens in this game and that's how we'll move forward but uh my concern is is the same is that if you've only scored 3 points in the entire second half all year like what are you doing so i you know i'm not really sure how how green bay is going to manage this game but I think both offenses will do well. I, I think that Philly will break out a little bit. I think the Packers will break out a little bit. And I, I'm hoping maybe I'm just pushing, but I'm hoping for a great game. Uh, C.J. Anderson is working out for the Houston Texans. Why did Houston trade for Duke Johnson, Joe? I'm not really sure. What was the point?
3: Um, well, they traded for him as as a complimentary guy to Lamar Miller. Then Lamar Miller went down that kind of spurred everything the storm began to go and then everything swirled down the toilet i think that's the problem you know i think theoretically when they had lamar miller dude johnson was a nice little piece that they had some ideas for but then when lamar miller went down that hole went to crap i think that's it
2: so here we are there's not a lot of faith in him now clearly if they're bringing cj anderson in too all right no there isn't and and is he cuttable
3: uh not playing at all right in a 12 team league I'll tell you what. I mean. I'm trying to think of of the guys we talked about. Would you want Gallman getting all the carries this week or Duke Johnson? I'd want Gallman.
2: Uh, well, I would. You mean in my fan on
3: my fantasy team? Yeah. Oh no, I'd rather have play Gallman any day of the week for sure. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm going down the road of who's available this week at the running back position. That that's the thing at the running back position. It's a little bit thinner. Right. But Ronald Jones, I'd rather have on my roster because there's still some upside there potentially. I am yeah, not I just I'm not think big on the Johnson. I'm not uh, either, but yeah. You
2: know. No, no. Jones has looked good yards per carry wise. It's just it's the same thing. It's the volume question. Uh T. Y. Hilton will have more of a definitive answer here shortly, exactly, and he won't practice today, I'm sure. Um, why why is no one talking about like wide
3: receivers on the Colts to pick up with uh with Hilton potentially being out? That's that's because I, I think no one knows where the ball's gonna go. I think they know it's Marlon Mack. Last week it was Pascal. The week before, Eric Ebron had a lot of plays in the offense designed for him, especially that one play down by the goal line. Um, I'll tell you what: if you're in a standard league, I think Ebron's the guy to stream because I think he still has the touchdown upside. If you're in PPR, maybe it's Pascal or Doyle. I don't know. Maybe it's Campbell? Paris Campbell. Yeah. Oh, what about Campbell? Maybe. No. Not yet. I like Paris Campbell. I think Paris Campbell is a really nice young receiver. It would not shock me if he had a good game. I think it's worth plugging him out there. But if Cole Beasley's on the waiver wire, it's no brainer. I'd rather have him than anybody on the Colts right now. I just think there's just nothing. There's just no definitive role. And that's that's difficult. That's a difficult thing, unfortunately. Yeah,
2: no, I I don't. It's it's, because it's interesting because you would think that on a week to week basis, at least from what he's shown, it's going to be 200 yards minimum from uh, Brissett, and if he's throwing for 200 or 250, then you know gang- that kid's played real well. He has, but under, someone's got to that. do it. So no, you're it is, right. Maybe it's Ebron. Maybe now all of a sudden Ebron starts busting out a little bit.
3: He'd be the guy that I would throw the money on because I feel like Ebron's that guy that has a touchdown upside. And at the end of the day, give me the touchdown, give me the six. You know, I could figure out that you put the other things together. You know, but give me six and. Three, Even if he has three catches for 30 yards, but a touchdown, that's a salvageable day right there. That's 12. That's really good. That'll do it. Yeah, and and hopefully so. All right,
2: uh, we'll take a quick timeout here on Fantasy Sports Today. When we come back next, we're going to dive into our Wednesday segment of Is the Wrong Team Favored in Reality in the NFL? And we've got six plays this week to go over when one of them is not the Chargers and Dolphins, obviously. So we will go through those. We'll uh, throw out the spread, determine if there can be some upsets. We saw some big upsets last week in the NFL. Of course, the Saints were favored over the uh, the uh, the Seahawks were favored over the Saints. The Saints yeah. went out right. We've seen some of that happening. And we saw last week last week, too. Yep. Carolina as well. Carolina was Mm -hmm. an underdog at Arizona. They won. So some of these teams are going to win outright. We'll try and figure out who those will be. You're listening to fantasy sports today. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe to our show. If you're listening on the iTunes or Android app, if you subscribe to our show and, you know, hopefully radar show too, give us five stars, the show gets sent directly to your phone, usually in the afternoon, every single day. Uh, I will get the show sent to me, and I just hit the podcast app. It immediately opens up and hit play. Boom, you're listening to us for an hour or two, however you listen to your podcast. We usually cover a lot of uh, fantasy football here on the show, but tomorrow's program, we'll have some college. John Lobb will be with us, see if we can knock out some upsets for the upcoming week in college football as well. Fantasy Sports Today rolls on after this.
4: Don't go away.
0: the covers at Ralph Michaels. As far as totals go, the only thing that jumps out just completely leaps off the board. The American Athletic Conference, the AAC, in their non-conference games has gone 11, 25, and 1 over-under. So 25 of the 36 non-conference games with AAC members has gone under the total. Watch live weekdays, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern, on SportsGrid and Zumo TV, channel 719.
5: You scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that Said You have to pay for your great idea, not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call resort release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped Thousands of people and they're A plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call NOW 800 804 7060. 800 804 7060.
6: That's 800 804 7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes?
0: well, i like fantasy sports today and i like football and i'm gonna keep doing them both because they make me feel good
2: and welcome back this is fantasy sports today craig mish and joe pizapia you can catch our producer's show sean Guastabachia, who will be at the betting window today at four o'clock Eastern over on Zumo TV. And this weekend at the FanDuel Sportsbook, you can catch Joe Pizapia along with Mike Blewett and a lot of the other talent that are working for SportsGrid going over some of the games, a lot of the in-game betting, and all of this can be done right at the Meadowlands in person. A dream of mine in years past to not have to go to Vegas or the Bahamas. Now you can just go right over to New Jersey and place your bets. And then I think, In the Bahamas, when you can go to New Jersey, (laughs) fair point, fair point. Uh, But I think next year you're going to have 25 states where you can do the same thing last year. As a matter of fact, Joe, uh, this month last year or I'm sorry, October last year, me and a couple of buddies went to Mississippi. We went to Biloxi, Mississippi. We took a plane over there. And spent the weekend at the Hard Rock where sports betting was legalized within the month. And for the first time ever, I was able to bet in the United States uh, legally on sports. So that was pretty cool. I think we're going to go back again this year and do it again. Okay, so let's go through it. Is the wrong team favorite in the NFL this week? Let's start off with the Giants and Redskins. Giants are home, Joe, with very little uh, faith here from the odds makers that either team has an edge. Giants minus two and a half against the Redskins. Is the wrong team favorite in this game?
3: Uh, by the way, I love this segment. Can I just say this is my favorite segment? It was a great oh, idea. That. It okay. is. Yeah. It's one of my favorite. I look forward to this every Wednesday. Is the wrong team favored because uh, I've really gotten into the the wagering over the last year or so, especially doing the wagering show with Mike Randall from Action Network, who's terrific. Um, but this is this is great because I love how you target these, and I think it's really. Really uh, instructive to everybody else out there, too. It is.
2: And if you don't know about wagering, let me explain this to you. We're going to give you six games. Three of these are going to be the wrong team is going to be favored. It's going to happen. This happened in the NFL. So anybody who bets on sports, you bet all favorites. They'll build another hotel. That's how it works. So, <laughs> so, so you cannot be doing that in the NFL. College, you can get away with betting some favorites because again, you know, some teams are just so much uh, better than others.
3: East Rutherford, New Jersey.
2: There That's is. where a new hotel great. is being built. Uh, courtesy <laughs> oh, of Mike Mike Cardano Hotel. All right. So so here we go. Giants Redskins. What do we got here? Giants uh, minus two and a half. The odds makers are telling you there is no advantage for the Giants in this game.
3: Um well, you're saying that the yeah, I mean, no, I, I think the Giants should be favored in this game. I, I do. They're still the home team. The Redskins are awful. So that's that's my answer to that. You, you know, the Giants, I know they don't have Saquon Barkley. I think that place is gonna be rocking though. I think there's gonna be an excitement in that building that hasn't been there in a very long time. And I can tell you when there's excitement in a building for the Giants, or you know, rarely the Jets, but for the Giants, that that place is rocking and they are into it and they are going to be, and it's a division opponent. And the Redskins are awful. They, they're they just they're a bad football team. And you could see they're starting to eat the young, you know, like the guys are starting to chirp about each other and then Gruden and all that chatter about him losing his gig. So, no, uh, to me, I think the Giants should be favored in this game. So what do you think, Craig? If the line was three, I
2: would take Washington. I, I would not lay points with the Giants. I don't think they deserve to be a favorite. In so the game. two and a half you would, though. Two and a half, I probably would just take the money line, whatever that is, minus 130, 140. Uh, but but I, I, would not, I would not bet on a really bad team being the favorite, and that was the case last week as an example with Arizona being favored over Carolina. In a coin flip type game, I'll take points. Uh, but three, but two and a half is not enough. I would, probably, I would wait for three if I could get three. And by the way, if you're betting on FanDuel, you could buy a half point. Uh, Falcons minus three and a half against the Titans. The Jekyll and Hyde of the NFL. Welcome to Atlanta Falcons football trying to predict what this team is going to look like, Joe, on a half basis, weekly basis. I have no idea. They looked awful against the Colts in the first half. They looked awful against the Eagles in the second half the week before. It is a bizarre team, but yet uh, on the other side is the other bizarre team that you can't figure out, the Tennessee Titans. So Falcons minus three and a half, Joe, against the Titans at home. They're barely not, (laughs) they're almost laying no points, which is dragging you to say, oh, got to take the Falcons minus three and a half.
3: They're only three and a half. How can that be? I don't, oh, know. The NFL I, I don't know because sure. they're the Falcons. <laughs> I mean, like you said, I don't know. I, this is the biggest trap of the week to me. I want nothing to do with this game. I'm going to run the other direction from this one personally, because who are the Titans either? They I no blew idea. the doors off the, the yeah. Browns, and maybe the Browns are way worse than people expected. That's fair too. But then the mediocre play back and forth, and, and I'll say this too, the Falcons always struggle against good running backs, and Derrick Henry is getting a healthy diet. And huh, Derrick Henry has been running very well this year, so – to me, the wrong team is favored. I don't think the Falcons should be favored in this game at all. I would go with the home team here in the Titans if I had to pick, but this one has so many variables in it. I, I got no feel for either of these teams, and I'll take a step further. I don't think these teams have a feel for what they want to do yet. Like They seem completely week-to-week, bizarre and different, and shortcomings in here, and then they get better there. But the one thing I do know is Tennessee plays defense. They run the football. there at home. The Falcons struggle against running backs. That's a problem. So for me, I do think the wrong team is favored. What do you think? Is the game in Tennessee? I thought it was in Atlanta. Let me double check that just to be sure. Uh, I, th- I thought it was in Tennessee. I it's in Atlanta. I could be wrong. It's in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's in Atlanta. I'm sorry. The way you listed it here, it, I thought.
2: Yeah. Verse. Yeah, If you look at the verse means the home team. Yes. Yeah, okay. The yeah. way you put it there. Okay. So that, that's my. Uh, now I'm. Now I'm. You now can pass time. the game. It's very easy to do. No, no.
3: That's that <laughs> loser talk, Mash. I'm never going to pass it.
2: Uh, listen, we, uh, on the betting live streams, we pass on half nah, you No,
3: know. screw it. Screw it. You want to take wanna the take, Titans anyway. Yeah, it's screw uh, it. Wrong
2: team favorite. By the wrong way, the line's now four, favor. too, as a matter of fact. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bears. Bears. <laughs> speaking of uh, another team you can't figure out, uh, Bears look great against Washington. Bears minus two against the Vikings. Is the wrong team favorite? And Bears are at home. Is the wrong team favorite in this game?
3: No. I actually think the Bears should be favored in this game. And this is going to be a one-point kind of game, probably, somewhere in that range. So I don't think that the the spread is insane either. Um all you have to do is stop Dalvin Cook. And I think the one defense that can do it is the Bears. So for me, I I will take that shot. So I, I think the home team, I think that Bears defense, big division game, Kirk Cousins on the road. I am not impressed with Kirk Cousins having to make plays. And now he's going to make plays against Khalil Mack, who's running after him. No, uh, I'm okay with this. I do think this is the right one. What do you think about this one? Oh, wow. Tough, tough game to call. Um, you need cousins I, to go make plays in this game for them to win this football game. Yeah. Or to keep it close. And eventually he will
2: do that. I just don't know. He will have a game where we think he's good again, and maybe this is the game. Against
3: the Bears?
2: Maybe. Against maybe. Smith?
3: And eh, and you Triedwell never know. And I, I,
2: I, I think that I would not <laughs> overreact to what I saw against the Washington last week, but... I would probably lean toward the Bears, but Vikings could win this game too. If Again, I was getting another point. I would take Minnesota, but two is not a lot. Uh, okay, Broncos minus three against the Jaguars. They're at home. Denver is the best betting team in the history of the NFL in the last sh- million years at home in the first couple of weeks of the season just because teams get worn out, Joe, in the second half. But they've looked so bad the first few weeks. Um, the Jaguars got Minshew going, but again, they got to go to altitude. Is the wrong team favorite in this game? Broncos
3: minus three at home. against. Jackson. I do think the wrong team's favorite in this one. And it's not because I'm drinking the Gardner Minchu, Kool-Aid. It's not because of that. Uh, it's because I don't think this team is very good. This Broncos defense is not as good as it's been in the past. It hasn't played that way anyway. It's some of the same personnel, but they haven't played well. So, so much for bringing in, you know, Vic Fangio and, and all the, you know, it's really good to look smart and, and like a great D coordinator when you have Khalil Mack. That's all I'm saying. That, that team has so much talent on. It's really good to look like a freaking genius. But they had defense hasn't played OK. Um, the offense is just far too predictable. And I think when you're talking about two battles of defenses, I think the Jaguars will travel. And I think that there's a little bit they're running the whole underdog thing right now. The Jaguars, they're they're loving being the underdog. And I think they're just eating it up. I think it's fueling them okay. a little bit. And yeah. they might be one of these teams, too, that has, you know, the Ramsey controversy in this. And they might be better when they're hating each other than when they're happy. So, yeah, I'm going to go wrong team. What do you say?
2: Yeah, I like Denver a lot this week. Yeah, I think. I think, really? I think okay. that, Yeah, yeah, they're at home. For what reason? I'm curious. Uh, they're, you know, it's very hard to play there uh, early in the season. Teams aren't used to the altitude and, and uh, you know, the Bears completely crumbled at Denver two weeks ago. And Denver should have won the easily covered. Um, I don't think this game's close. I think Denver wins easy, unfortunately, for Minju. I think that Denver wins. Uh, Cowboys against the Saints. Uh, Cowboys are minus two at new Orleans and, and Joe, by the way, uh, if new Orleans hadn't played as well as they did last week, boy, this line would be a lot higher, but the Cowboys are minus two and a half wrong team favored. Uh, Cowboys are on the road at new Orleans.
3: No, I don't think that they are. I think, I think they should be favored. I think the Cowboys are a very solid football team on both ends of the ball. And I like their ability to win in the shootout. If it becomes one potentially, I uh, like Dak's ability with the weapons he has and with Ezekiel Elliott. So uh, I'm gonna say um Cowboys should be favored in this one. Would yeah, say I you? think so too. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I think so
2: too, although I don't know that this is the one I'll be I'll be on. But Dallas should be favored in this game. And that's the way the money will go. They'll be a bigger favorite by the time Sunday night comes. All right, truster bust is coming up next. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away.
0: time decisions. Michigan football is as overrated as uh, the iPhone 11. uh, Shea Patterson's brother. He's upset that Harbaugh took Patterson out of the football game. You'll see this stuff in pro sports. Someone's wife will bitch. Someone's agent. Brother. College, you don't see this right now. And for Harbaugh to be getting shredded right now by some kid's brother is something that I never expect to see. Weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, Channel 719. More money where your mouth
4: Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today.
5: Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com.
0: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Do you trust me? Trust. Do you trust me? Or bust. You
5: are so busted.
2: And welcome back. It's time for a little fantasy football. Trust or bust here on the show. And we'll do this today. We'll do it tomorrow as well. We'll start to take a look at the matchups in fantasy for the week. Now, remember... For those of you who are playing fantasy football, maybe some of you don't try this at home. Remember, you, you drafted guys high in a fantasy football league. Sometimes you got to play them. But let's go through a list of a handful of players that in fantasy have at least tougher matchups or, or have not performed thus far this season. So let's get it started. And we talked about this game in the previous segment where we talked about is the wrong team favored. Well, Stephon Diggs was so good last year for the Minnesota Vikings, but through three games, it has been an unmitigated disaster. He has been a second or third round pick in virtually every fantasy league. Uh, He's had touchdowns called back. He took his helmet off on one play, caused a 15-yard penalty. Cousins is not throwing the ball. When he is, he's throwing to Adam Thielen. I wonder, Joe, is this the week that Stephon Diggs breaks out against the Bears' defense, or... Would you dare sit this guy after taking him in the first three rounds? What a tough decision that people have to make. Stefan Diggs, trust or bust this week?
3: Sit. No, no. It's not going to be this week against the Bears. Kirk Cousins Cousins is going to go and he's going to play in Chicago. And that's the game where all of a sudden everything comes together for him. And not only does it come together for him, but... Also with Stefan Diggs too, with that pass rush up on him. Nope. Nope. I'm sorry. You can't. It is desperation to roll out Diggs this week. And if he has a good game on your bench, rejoice. Maybe just maybe they finally got things figured out and they'll be confident the rest of the way. I'm sorry. It's I have one share and it's the one team that I also had David Johnson. It's the only team that I have so far that's 0-3 to start the year. And it's just a complete cluster. So at least all the things I have wrong are all in one crap team. But no. Yes, sit Stefan Diggs. I'm sorry. Wow, against the Bears, you can't do it. I know it's sad. You can't do it. That's and a tough, sad, that's a tough
2: sit, man. That's a tough sit. I have him in a league, too. Got to make that decision. Don't
3: you want the boring 12 points or 10 points from Cole Beasley over what yeah, you might. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy, the guy that I
2: would play in the league that I'm speaking of would be Valdez Scaling. I think I have no choice but to do that. i
3: absolutely play MVS against the Eagles. Sure. Take a shot shot my god
2: benching if i told you i'm benching big uh, digs four weeks in yikes all right uh now look wayne gallman is a hot pickup but the question is this week we're talking about so this week against the washington redskins uh joe look the redskins uh haven't been able to stop anybody through the air but their front line has been pretty good and gallman hasn't shown a ton in the past and there's gonna be a lot of flexing out of gallman this week so i would ask you Fantasy football
3: trust or bust. Wayne Gallman against Washington. I'm going to trust him as um as a flex because I do believe that he can fall into the end zone and that's just what I want him to do. I think he falls in the end zone one time. That's good enough as a flex. That's what you're looking for anyway. The volume is going to be there. You make a good point. The Redskins against the run have been pretty good, but they are at home. I do think that building's. I told you. I think you know football is a very emotional kind of game. And I think this team is going to be really emotional and hyped up and excited to play football. And I think all the positive mojo is on the giants and all the negative is on the Redskins. And I do think the giants are going to play well and win this football game. And if they do, Gallman's at least going to have a piece of that game. So as a flex, I I would trust him.
2: Yeah. I, my concern is, is that you're right. He can fall into the end zone, but are they going to let Daniel Jones on the one go in? And I saw that a bunch last week. So if that happens, Gallman could be, you know, 14 carries, 47 rushing yards and no touchdowns because this this Jones character just jumps in from the one. <laughs> this that, Jones, fella. Oh, that, out that's of my man. worry, man. That is my worry with Gallman is that he's <laughs> not going to get it's the goal line worry. carries. Yeah, like Josh Allen, right? Like Josh Allen runs it in with Buffalo. So, yeah. all right. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is our third truster bus. Now, Brissett has been trustable every week of the fantasy season. But to me, Joe, you lose T.Y. Hilton, you're losing arguably the most important person to Jacoby Brissett going into this week. He's got a great matchup, of course, against the Raiders. Without Hilton, if it is without Hilton, will it matter? Fantasy football, trust or bust, Jacoby Brissett.
3: There's a word that comes to mind here with Jacoby Brissett, and I don't like to use it very often, but the word is unflappable. I feel like this kid is unflappable right now. He is in a situation where not just a starting quarterback, but a franchise starting quarterback who is coming off a season of an enormous rebound comeback player of the year season, got the team very close to an AFC championship game, and then he floats away. And now this guy's been left holding the bag and this guy should be three. zero right now he's two and one. He should be three and zero. he has done everything he can. He was good on the road against a, tough pass rush in San Diego, San Diego, the chargers, that it's never going to end. Is it going to be there eight years and I'll still call them the San Diego chargers, but Brissett against the Raiders, he will find a way he will figure it out. He will make the most of the weapons he's got. He's still got Marlon Mack. If Marlon Mack was out of this game, I'd be a little bit more concerned, but once Mack is playing and he's fine, he was fine last week. I'm okay with this. And maybe this means you do get a little bit more. Naheem Hines catching the ball in the backfield. That's a guy we didn't talk about. Maybe that's the guy that kind of shows up and catches, more balls than we realized. We didn't even think about that. We were so worried about the receivers. Maybe Hines finally has a little breakout game, but I definitely trust Brissett against the Raiders. I trust you against the Raiders. I trust <laughs> anyone
6: against the Raiders.
3: Yeah, they're 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 a
2: tough betting team too, man. Oakland—they show up when they're not supposed to. They don't show up. Uh, it's 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 tough to it's tough to predict. I I'm going to call a bust for Brissett this week. I, I I like Oakland a little bit without
3: Hilton. I, I what's your Brissette. bust line then? What's you? Uh, I want to get your idea. Uh, your are passing and a touchdown. Yeah, something like, like that. 185 and a touchdown. Yeah, I
2: think a bad game's that would be a bust. For him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't. Know. I think Hilton's just to me, and I hope I'm proven wrong. But I think Hilton is as valuable a player to his team than than almost any wide receiver in the NFL. Just because they don't really have a reliable option on the other side, and when Hilton gets the ball in space, he's gone. and And we'll have to see what happens with him this week. I think that's the key for me. I I gotta wait till the end of the week to make the final call. Uh, Greg Olson, wow. Greg Olson is he gonna be a broadcaster? Is he gonna retire? I don't know what he's gonna be except for a really good tight end one again. And now that uh, Kyle Allen is back, it seems like the old way of Panthers football again. Forget about the receivers on on Carolina, right? Let's go back to the tight ends. This is what the old days of Cam Newton used to do when he was first in there. Olson was his main target. Allen has figured in the same. Now some other guys have scored, of course, for Carolina. But this is a big call that you'll have to make. Olsen was a waiver wire pickup after week one, and he's performing like one of the top five tight ends in fantasy. He's at Houston this week. Do you trust him? Fantasy football trust or bust Greg Olsen?
3: I do trust him because I think whenever you have a quarterback who's still finding his way, that failsafe, that security blanket is the tight end, and Greg Olsen's a great one. I mean, that this is a – I mean – I guess you could make a borderline hall of fame argument for him. Couldn't you yeah,
2: You're getting you? there? You're getting there. Yeah.
3: Right. You're kind of in that conversation at least. And he's a, I mean, this is a, a really smart football player too, uh, especially for a guy who played at the U. Oh, sorry. But he really is. He he knows the game. He understands it. I think he is there to help him. And I do think once again, is there touchdown upside? Yes. What does that do? He scored touchdown. You're a tight end one. Uh, I'm trying to think, you know, for this year too, have the, Texans really stopped any tight ends. The Jaguars don't really have one of note. Um, The Saints, Jared Cook didn't do too much in that game because they were (laughs) too busy throwing the ball everywhere else. And then the Chargers have nobody at tight end. So this will be one of the first, I think, challenges for them at the, you know, guarding a tight end that we haven't seen yet. So we don't have too much knowledge about how they, you know, any stats you might read that, oh, the Texans play well against a tight end this year. Uh, you can throw that out the window because they really haven't been tested. Olsen will be that first test, and I think he passes. So I say, trust him.
2: Yeah, I kind of trust him too at this point. I think I trust him to. over Aikens. Yeah, I, I would have t- definitely picked him up for sure. I trust him over OJ Howard.
3: I agree. <laughs> oh, I agree with that right now. I about
2: that. Yeah. All right. The fifth one. Boy, this is another tough one. Uh, Kenny Galladay of the lions has the dream matchup this week, Joe against the Kansas city chiefs over the last two years. Has there been a more up and down receiver than Kenny Galladay in the NFL? I don't know. I know he's got the talent. I know that he's got the potential, but man predicting when this guy is going to break out as opposed to Marvin Jones or someone else on the team's almost impossible. I, I, I look at this matchup and say, how does Galladay not catch seven balls, a hundred yards and a touchdown. But I've been fooled by him before, including last week. So
3: fantasy football, trust or bust, Kenny Galladay against Kansas City. Yeah, this has been the thing. And, and of course, after the early games, you go, ah, oh, breakout. Kenny Galladay season. He's going to be consistent finally. And then last week happens. What do you have, like two oh, catches? For nothing. Yeah. Memory serves, something like that. But you have to roll him out there. This is the reason why Kenny Galladay to me wasn't a draftable a guy. You want to say this is my number one wide receiver going into this year because the inconsistency is still there. And it's not necessarily all his fault, but it's a byproduct of the Lions and where they're at. Now, they're playing the Chiefs this week, and the Chiefs defense is not very good in terms of cornerback matchups. Ward right now is going to be on him. I think Kenny Galladay has a good matchup there against Ward. I, I have no problem with him. Um, going to be on Jones as of right now. That looks like probably more of the matchup, but this, this team is, is, it's just not a good defense, the Chiefs. So I think you got to take your shots. And look, Stafford's, had some big games this year so I will go out there and do it they're at home I like them you know on the turf too I think that's a good spot for Galladay so I absolutely trust him I throw him out there without a doubt there's no way you're sitting Kenny Galladay I mean you wouldn't consider sitting him would you Craig
2: no I wouldn't but uh, I'm really hoping for better production for him this week because uh, you know it's it's been a week-to-week thing with him trying to figure out when he is going to do it all right what we'll do is we'll take a quick time out that was our trust or bust segment for today when we come back next we'll recap one of the top stories that's going on in fantasy today which it looks like we could have a potential changing of the guard at running back with the chargers we'll have that coming up next also 10 things that joe pizapia hates about fantasy football stay tuned to that we'll have more fst coming up in just a couple of minutes don't go away
4: get raised. People are just forgetting about Jacoby Brissett. He also has this situation where he's a new QB1 for a franchise, and Mm -hmm. he's got a better team around him. I trust his coach in Frank Reich to call plays. I think Jacoby Brissett is in a position to really impress some people. I wouldn't be surprised if Jacoby Brissett is a Pro Bowl quarterback for the AFC this year.
0: Weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, Channel 719. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All
2: right, we're going to get into ten things that Joe Pizzapia hates about fantasy football coming up in just a minute. But let's uh, recap our one of the stories, at least that's going on today on a you know slow news Tuesday. Adam Schefter reported earlier this morning, Joe. Uh, With some kind of vague reporting a little bit, uh, you know, Schefter, obviously the best in business as it pertains to the NFL, but he reports that his holdout could soon uh, be coming to an end. And that's referring to Melvin Gordon. So um, Gordon, at this point, Joe, comes back to the Chargers because he wants to become a free agent, although they could even mess around with him even the following year. But he's got to get that service time coming. And we don't know this for sure. So, Joe, I am going to say that based on this report, which is very uh, could and should and would, I'm not really sure that I'm buying a lot of this, but it does give you pause uh, to to counting on the other running backs that are with the Chargers the rest of the season. The thankful part of it is that you got great matchups coming this week against the Dolphins. But if Gordon comes back, uh, does that eliminate those other two guys? Would the char- would, And here's the other question I would ask. Would the Chargers send a message to their team and say, you know what? We're going to play the guys that have gotten us to this point, even though they're not playing great. But we're going to play the guys that have gotten us to this point, as opposed to playing to the guy that didn't want to be here. I wonder about that, too.
3: There's so many variables with this, which is why yesterday I said, this is the perfect time with the Miami Dolphins coming up and people having big eyes for that game. People want to start Justin Jackson, even for that game, as we talked about earlier. This is why you shop Austin Eckler, because you just don't know. The unknown is a very scary thing in fantasy football. What we do know is Eckler has outperformed his ADP. You've probably gotten at least two wins just off of Eckler this year, and he has been everything you need him to be, and you you did good. Now it's time to get out of the business because you don't know. Could it be good? Sure. Could he lose every carry to Melvin Gordon? Sure. Could he end up getting hurt? Sure. Could he be in a committee? Sure. There's a million variables. How can one look at this and say this is a good situation going forward or feel good about it? It's just September. Why aren't we trying to explore and sell high on this guy? I don't know. I think it's great that he's been good. I think you have to take your ego out of this because I think a lot of fantasy owners have that ego and a lot of fantasy analysts have it even worse They they write about something and they're going to just, they're going to die on that hill even when they're right, which is hilarious because you can be right and still be wrong. You could be right about the player and get a bunch of good weeks and then, not be able to see the forest through the trees. And that's the problem I have here with Eckler. And I think that's the danger you run now, whether or not Gordon comes back at all, we don't know all these variables. This is your time this week against the dolphins with big time points. If you can afford to do it, you move on from him. Now the buzz is going to come around there. We'll see what happens. But Craig, if you're an Austin Eckler owner, let's say, what do you do? Would you explore trades and see what your options are? Or would you just sit tight and just hang on and see, Hey, you know, I'll just ride the wave.
2: Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I would not do. I would not trade him this week. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll explain to you why. I know that you're saying, in theory, the sell high is important. It's more important for me to win one week in fantasy. And it does come down to where I am in the standings. That's true. If I'm 3-0, and it, it does create a little bit of a different situation. But knowing what I have in front of me this week, if I can buy myself a win, I am not going to sell high. on. i got to even get one win in fantasy. It's huge. Every win is, is just a monster. So I would not do anything now. I would um hope to get a great game from this week. And then after this week is over, then I would start maybe investigating that possibility. But uh I've always said I'm willing to sacrifice a lot for just even a single win or two in fantasy because you go seven and six. There's a huge difference between seven and six or six and seven and making the
3: playoffs. Uh I'm not overly worried about the story. Um your, your, your point is is very well thought out. My counterpoint to that thought is this. With the looming potential of Gordon, it's knocking his value down a tad. The only thing that raises his value to get out from under it is this Miami Dolphins game. Yes, record does matter. If you're one and two, then it's a harder sell. If you're 0 3, then <laughs> like you know, if you're 0 3 with Eckler, then I wanna know what the rest of your team looks like. Must have been bad.
2: Yes. Must have been bad. I'm really not gonna se- yeah, I'm not gonna sell. I'm not gonna sell. I, I am yeah. going to play him against this, the Dolphins this week. I'm gonna hope for eighty five yards, a rushing touchdown, and some PPR so I can get my win. And I and I cannot I cannot fall into the trap that we fell into last year with Le'Veon Bell. I do think Gordon is gonna come back. I do think that he will sap some of the value that Eckler has now, potentially a lot of it, but I got to play for right now. Now, if I'm three and oh, Mm -hmm. I'm three and oh, it's different, different story, different scenario. I'm willing to roll a few dice at that point. But if I'm two and one, one and two, oh, and three, if I'm oh, and three, I am not trading Eckler going into this week. Like, I got to get a win, and I don't care what the bleep
3: is going on with Gordon. And what about scenario number three, Craig, which Which is is what Austin Eckler plays well in the first half. They're up by 25 points and Justin Jackson show in the second half. It was enough. If I'll I'll
2: take it, I'll take exactly what Zeke did last week. Just give me that and I'm good. (laughs) I think we'd all take what we take. What Pollard gave us last week, I'll take what Pollard <laughs> did too. Yeah, and, and by the way, who's, who's, who's to say that it's the NFL, man? Who's to say that Miami doesn't win? Nobody knows anything with this stuff. Miami could come out and uh, you know the Rivers could throw a pick. Rivers could get hurt in the first quarter. Crazy things happen in the NFL. There's no guarantees on anything. Uh, and and by the way, Miami played very well against Dallas last week. Uh, Drake fumbled. Preston Williams dropped the ball. Uh, Devontae Parker dropped the ball right in his mug. So. Stranger things can happen. I can't look at four or five weeks from now. I gotta look at right now. And if I'm three and zero, yes, I can start the playoff party by trying to parlay this guy for something else. I definitely would look into it. But any other record outside of three and zero, I need a win this week. And I'm not gonna trade Eckler for Carry-on Johnson. I'm just not gonna do it. Like I, I would rather have Eckler right now than have Carry on Johnson and and worry about six weeks from now. Um same thing goes for Montgomery, same thing goes for Miles Sanders. And same thing goes for a lot of the guys that are behind him. I would have to find someone like Aaron Jones I would take. Like somebody who wants to give me Aaron Jones right now for Eckler, yes, I would do that deal. Uh, but there aren't a lot of guys that are performing lower than him that I would rather have. It's just, uh, But it's a good debate. It's good to uh, get into. All right, uh, give me some things that you hate about fantasy football that you can find over at Fantrax.com.
3: All right. Well, I have created a safe space for everyone's rage because every week there's things that piss us off about fantasy football. We love it and it still makes us angry. That's okay. It's just like our children. We love them. They still infuriate us. That's what fantasy football is like. So every week I do the 10 things on Fantrax HQ. Other things that I'm hating and raging on this week. And number 10 is the Patriots defense didn't get the shutout they deserved. Another week where the Patriots should have had the shutout there. But unfortunately, Gunnar Orlovsky drops a punt. And then Jarrett Stidham throws a pick six. The defense, again, I'll say this, that they have not allowed a passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown. They haven't allowed a touchdown Mm -hmm. since the AFC championship game back in January. Okay, I know they didn't play football in the summer, but that's still an incredible thing. All right. Uh, Baker Mayfield. I just hate him right now. I hate him and I hate him for other people. This is kind of a thing where I wasn't buying the overhype, but I know a lot of people were. So this is almost like a, I hate him for you guys, because. I feel where you're at. I do think he will be better, but I have residual hate because he's killed the Jarvis Landry shares that I had on the cheap that I thought, oh, this is a good PPR, third wide receiver, fourth wide receiver. Now, turns out he's killing that too. Number eight on the list of things I hate this week, Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers are a turnover machine. They can't keep turning this ball over and be successful. They're going to play some better teams on the schedule. I'm telling you right now, it's going to start to hurt them and it's going to start to hurt their record. And even more importantly, it's going to start to hurt your fantasy team because if they don't keep possession of the ball, it gets real hard to score, boys and girls. That's going to be kind of a tough one. Number seven, Josh Jacobs had just 10 carries. What What are you doing? I don't care what the game script is. This is your job, John Gruden, is to run a balanced office with Josh Jacobs being the centerpiece. I don't care if you're down by a lot. You're going to be down. It's about trying to get this kid to be a star because that's the only chance you have Stop giving him 10 carries. You need to give him 15 plus David Montgomery looks good, but just one touchdown on the year. Number six, this is annoying to me. I don't like this. I want more touchdowns. Like Craig said, he's very pissed that uh, they're throwing the ball at the goal line. And I agree. I am pissed about that as well. Number five, T Y Hilton's quad. I don't want to put any more pressure on Brissette. The kid's done enough. We need to get this healthy. Now. I think he'll just take the week off against Oakland and be back. We'll see. Number four, OJ Howard still not happening. I was all in last week against the Giants. If it didn't happen against the Giants, it's not happening. It's okay to go all in, be wrong, admit you're wrong, and then cut your losses. I'm going to cut my losses. So there you go. I got to say I was wrong, which makes Craig's day. Number three, Kirk Cousins is killing Stefan Diggs. He talked about it earlier. He's killing him. He's slowly killing him like some sort of disease, and it's making me really upset, and I can't handle it because Stefan Diggs is a good wide receiver. He's a guy that had 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns last year, and now... Pfft, I hope he gets 505. I don't even know if that's available. Number two, Chris Carson's fumbleitis. This needs to get corrected. It's gonna ruin it my
2: year, this one. It's gonna, gonna ruin. ruin your my year, whole it's gonna ruin year. year. It's gonna ruin
3: a lot of shares, a lot of other places. So Chris Carson needs to get a handle on this. I know Pete Carroll came out and he was Mr. Positivity because he's Pete Carroll, but it's Pete Carroll. He's a known liar. Number one. Packers hedge coach, Matt LaFleur. I just hate Matt LaFleur. I hate him because he's ruining my Aaron Jones and he's ruining the other wide receivers. I don't know what's going on there. All I know is they're 3-0, and so they're winning, which means they don't care. They're going to keep ruining all your fantasy assets because as long as they keep getting W's, it doesn't matter. So I ask you, Craig Mish, where are you raging on this week? What do you hate? What percentage
2: chance, before you answer, take five seconds to think about it all what right per- what percentage chance does does marshawn lynch sign with the seahawks zero
3: done zero at this point, Zero. 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 Hmm. why you think you really think there's any percent chance where marshawn lynch decides he's gonna play football again he's, he's quit twice right i know he's getting old now come I on don't know. i don't know what what drags marshawn lynch out the chance to win a super bowl pete carroll Seattle, Seattle, Carson's on the- fumbling. Nah. I don't know. I don't see it. It's a, don't, it would be fun. I'd love I love Marshawn Lynch. I'm and, and, a fan. and how about Gronk? Gronk, I have more of a 40% chance, especially after the A.B. Stuff. they have a what? 40% chance. 40%. Wow, that's high. I didn't yeah. think it would be that high. Oh, really. no. Yeah. Especially after the, so the then A.B. Why, why are we picking him up in every fantasy league? Uh, because we because like you said, we have to win every week. So we have to have the guys on the roster that are going to help us. And it's yeah, hard but, to but have but that's not it. forty. But I think you gotta lower that percentage then. I think I don't. Go. I think he's I think you might look at this. You're now giving a fifty fifty, 50 a shot if you're coming back. You gotta pick him up. It wasn't fifty fifty, it was forty. It's very close to fifty. What's your percentage of Gronk? Twenty percent. Twenty percent. I mean forty percent, I better run
2: to my league. That's a fifty fifty shot. I think you gotta lower it a little. We gotta go like I 30, thirty. I think Gronk 30, might
3: come back and be the conquering hero at the end there. If and he is, be, then pick him up immediately. Well, it's funny because I guess there's two ways to look at it. He could look at it and say, A.B. was there and they just roll and make us. Hey, maybe I could just kind of get another ring. But I don't think that would have gotten him out of retirement. I think he would have just been there and like, you know, been there in Super Bowl week. But, you know, if they're if they get there and they're rolling and they look like another dominant team, why? Why couldn't they are a dominant team? But why? Why not just get in there week 11 or whatever it is and, uh, you know, go help out? I mean, a healthy Gronk for the first time in years would be fascinating to see.
2: Yeah, no, it it definitely could be, and if the Patriots just keep winning, which they probably will, it should be an easy decision for him to just come play the second. He'd like pull up Roger Clemens, just
3: come play. He's gonna in the have NFL. home field. Remember the Chiefs. If you had to uh, put money, I haven't, on it I
2: haven't really looked that deeply into it. But do they play each other? They do, right? They do. They play each other in
3: New England. That game is in New England this year, okay. and they also, and New England also plays the uh, NFC East this year. That's their. Well, I, I would say the
2: winner of that game, and so if New England's at home uh early game of the year line would be new England new England by two and a half no more more really
3: oh, after the year before where they went in there and they almost beat New England they had to go over overtime nah, it game?
2: would ha- it would have to no new England has to be more than a three point favorite it would have to it would be. Three and a half or four would be the line. Cool. Yeah, you, 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 too many people, Joe, would take the Patriots if you made them only a one-point favorite at home. You can't do that. You, the, Vegas has to set the line to get 50-50. I guess both, yeah, yeah, I
3: guess. four would be that annoying number, don't you think? Three, it feels like a three and a half, but okay. it,
2: could, it could be four. But again, you got to be, if you're Vegas, you have to be very careful. You can't make New England build. Exactly. 90% of the money would be on the Patriots at home if they're not a favorite. You can't have that. You got to, Vegas got to make sure, uh, half. You gotta, you gotta give New England somewhat of a home field advantage, and a minus three at home means that there's no home field advantage. So you gotta give them a half extra. Like, that's three and a half score. But I, I, that'll, that'll, that'll be. not okay. All right, we got exit velocity coming up next, and we'll send it over to full-time fantasy at the top of the hour. Fantasy Sports We'll Be right back.
5: I continue to take Andro 400, and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. resort release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract they've helped thousands of people and they're a plus rated with a bbb so if you feel scammed get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now guaranteed call n-o-w 800-804-7060 800-804-7060 800-804-7060.
6: That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates?
5: 800 961 3631, 800 961 3631, 800 961 3631,
0: 800 961 3631. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizapia.
2: We've got full-time fantasy coming your way in just a couple of minutes as they'll dive into who you should be picking up off the waiver wire if your waivers haven't run yet, and plenty more on all of everything that's going on in fantasy football for the week. Dr. Roto and Adam Ronis with you from 2 to 4 Eastern. But before we do that, let's end the show with a little exit velocity. Joe?
6: I feel the need. The need for
1: speed.
2: Exit velocity.
3: All right, here we go. Major League Baseball has not one, not two, not three, but 400 lost teams. Four. Let that sink in for a minute. The Marlins, the Orioles, and then two teams in the same division have lost 100 games this year. The Royals and the Tigers. The Tigers have lost 110. What does this mean It means that baseball is screwed up right now. Baseball, right now, the talent pool is getting thinner and thinner. The injuries are getting larger and larger, and they need to do something about this because we are not training people for the marathon anymore. We're training them for sprints. And what happens? Guys break down, organizations break down, and the haves and have-nots are getting further and further apart. Baseball has a problem. You cannot have one, two, three, four lost teams and think that your product is going to be viable out there i'm sorry mlb it's time to look internally and make some changes
2: a lot of hundred lost teams no doubt and a lot of teams tanking not just in in the nfl not just in baseball but all of a sudden we got kids transferring in college football too tanking is at another level right now in uh, in all sports that's for sure well said by joe thanks again to Sean Guastamacchia for producing this program today. For my co-host, Joe Pizzoppia, I am Craig Mish. We'll be back tomorrow at noon Eastern right here on Fantasy Sports Today. I Hope you guys have a great Wednesday night. Football is back tomorrow for week four. We'll talk to you then. See ya.